Welcome to the Yeshiva Shomayla. This week we'll be speaking about chasanas, halachas, minhagim, and all kahilas. Flowered girls marching down to the chuppah. Is that a Jewish thing or taken right out of Hollywood? As well as standing up for the chasan and kala. Jewish custom? Walking down to the chuppah. Should the parents walk down their child? Or both fathers and both mothers. What happens if they're divorced? One of the parents was nifta. What do you do then? Are the chassan and kala permitted to hold hands after the chuppah? What about by the badeking? Should the kala come into the men's side during the dancing? Does the kala have to wear a shetel by the chassana? Interesting, Shaila. You've probably always wondered why, and you'll hear the reasons. The minig by various chassidim for the woman to shave her head after the wedding. Is it Eishkehalt and Alpihalacha, or is it a concept of nibul? Mitzvah tans is really a mitzvah tans, or like some Paiskim call it, an Avera tans. If there's a conflict in Menhagim, whose minig is done, the chassins or the kalas? Many more shilas as well. We'll have Hagoyin, her Abaran Sosha, he's the Rav of Waterbury, Magachir of Eris, is certainly one of the great Talmudic Chacham of America. We'll have Rabbi Reis, the Av Bezdin of the CRC, Skan Av Bezdin of the Bezdin of America. We'll have Ramoshe Shmiel Rottenberg, Maradastra, a base Moshe Shmiel in Flatbush, he's a Dain in Shari. Mishpat. He's also made a wedding on the same day that I interviewed him yesterday. Real Masiris Nefesh Vatayra. We'll have Rabbi Yitzhak Feldheim, our renowned Balmach Shava. He'll be talking about when he says he has many Hasidish couples that come to him and the shaving of the head causes them deep grief. Many of them almost leaving Yiddishkeit. And this is how he answers them, he explains to them the sanctity of the Minig, the Kedusha of the Minig. He explains it in real, very simple English, very inspiring, makes for a really fabulous program. This week, instead of saying it's Vartaira, I'm going to ask eight riddles on Hanukkah, one for each night. If you get them all right, we're going to send you a gift card for $80. But I'm going to do it at the end of the program so that people who aren't interested in listening to riddles don't have to listen to it. And those who are can just go right to the end of the program. Before we go to our program, every week we get lots of calls. Some weeks we get 100 calls, some weeks 200. We've gotten as many as 300 calls. And for the most part, they answer the riddles, they're complimentary. By the way, we the riddle answers we play at the end of the program every week, the answers that we believe to be correct. But then we always have a few who disagree, and some rather stridently. And I want to respond to a few of those because those who agree, let's face it, there's not much to respond to. So here's a caller who was very upset. Rabbi Ari Wasserman spoke about a rabbi in London who had been multiple multiple times accused of inappropriate behavior with young women, and a few weeks ago was on Israeli television. One of his quote-unquote victims came out and spoke on TV. You can imagine, congrats to Kiddush Hashem, this didn't make. I mean, Wasserman spoke about the what would-be behavior as a society we should address when incidents like this cause, when leaders like this, when mentors like this behave how we should behave. And this is a, this is a, 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 a gentleman who's very upset, and he says it's Lush and Hara. Let's listen. In regards to the fact that you're saying that uh, you got a heter from a posek, when we're talking about suffix the Arisa, of destroying somebody's life and family's life in front of 20,000 people, you have to take other facts, you have to take every posek into account. If there's countless posekin that argue with your posek, you can't just bash someone publicly um, and destroy the family like that. You ha- it's a suffix the Arisa. Um, very often we see with Hilfus Shabbos, when there's Machlokas Poskim, you don't just, if it's a Deraisa thing, you don't just, uh, it's not so simple to just take the Makel approach. But here we're talking about something even more serious. We're talking about not just your own little 
um, Lushan Hara situation, but it's causing thousands and thousands of people to listen to Lushan Hara. This is Lifnei Iver. Lushan Hara, you have to, it's, it's equal to killing people, um, it's equal to three cardinal sins, as the Chavot Chaim says. It's not a sensitivity. It is one of the most serious sins a person can do. The punishment is worse than all other punishments for Averos, as it says in the Sefer um, Shemir Salashon. It's not some little joke. It's not something for kids. It's actually real, hardcore Yiddishkeit. Um, but either way, the point is that um, I'm not sure which posting you asked, but um, I think there's other there's a lot of factors in Hilfus Lashon Hara. I don't think you've looked in Sefer Chavot Chaim at all. Now, I will listen to saying that it's Lashon Hara. Well, for starters, I would say, you know, he had two very prominent Rabbanim, Gainim, on the Shia, uh, Rabari Wasserman. He had Rab Gershon Bess, who's Paisic of Los Angeles, for all practical purposes. And he had Rab Shragafival Zimmerman, which are two of the most prominent Dayanim in, in the world, Paskin Shilas, on this program about this Rav, right? And he says that, uh, He's speaking Lashon Hara. I think yet, you know, uh, I think Ushbize Mechiche Alav. His guests will say that he's not speaking Lashon Hara. But and, and anybody who knows Hilchos Lashon Hara will, un- will understand he's not speaking Lashon Hara. I can't imagine a greater Tayelis than to save the innocent from perpetrators. But let's let me point out a few other details here. Here's a Pischei Tshuva in Kufnunvav, that's in Arachayim, 156. And I'm going to translate it, but you can look at it inside. I feel it appropriate to mention here, he says. He says that the Sifri Musa speak volumes about the Isser of Lashon Hara. But I would like to speak loudly about the opposite, the great sin of not speaking about in a time when we should be speaking up, l'hatzil eshanit ha'ashuk, to save the victim from the oppressor or from the perpetrator. He says, for example, if somebody sees somebody plotting on his friend to kill him or to hurt him or to damage him, he lies in wait. Would you say it's appropriate not to tell your friend that somebody's plans to ambush you because of the Isser of Lashon Hara? He says, that's the greatest sin. Do not stand by why an innocent person's blood is being spilled. And he goes on to speak about the Avera of not speaking up, staying silent when others can be harmed. Which I think is in this case, this is a rabbi who multiple times has been accused, like, should we not speak up? And should he not speak up? Should Rabbi, should Rabbi Ari not educate the Olam on the importance of speaking up and how to deal, bring Rabbanim on and how to deal with perpetrators? I once heard over from a Rebbe of mine, Rafatna Zachar and Lebracha. He said over from the pre-Tzadik, from Tzadik of Lublin. He says, Yaakov is called Yaakov, was called Titein Emes Liyakov. Emes is the meat of Yaakov Avinu. But yet, we find more dishonesty by Yaakov than by any of the other Aves. I'll mention five or six times. First time we see Yaakov, he's sort of fooling his brother into selling him the Bechaira, the right of the primogenitor. The second time we see Yaakov, he's fooling his father and his brother and stealing the Brachas. The next time we see Yaakov, he's telling Eliphaz, Eliphaz tries to kill him, Esau's sons, he says, listen, tell your father that you killed me. Why? If you take my money, it's as if, as if I'm dead. So you'll tell him, you, you have a good way to tell him you killed me, even though you really didn't kill me. Third time. Next time he meets Lavan. Lavan says, you're my brother. What does Rashi say? I'm your brother. Yes, I'm as cunning and as slippery as you are. 
The next time we see Yaakov, it's with Akudim, the Kudim Abrudim. He's plotting how to take away Lavan's money, Lavan's sheep, to, that they should breed the colors that he had made up with Lavan. Those would be his. It goes on and on and on. This is the one who's teaching Emes Yaakov? More than any, you don't find this by any of the other others. So he says, Reb Tzaddik said something fascinating. He says, you know, when you say somebody's an honest man, does it mean I'm an honest, you know, like the farmer who says, I'm an honest man as he stares at you with his vacant eyes. I never tell a lie. It's like when your little child brings you a smudgy drawing with crayons that looks like a bunch of whirls and swirls. Do you like my picture? Well, the honest man would say, it's horrible. Right? I mean, is, is that what honesty means? Or if you're in a store and somebody, a terrified girl comes running in, hides up under the counter, two minutes later, some thug runs in with a knife and he says, did a girl run in here? Is it honest when you say, sure, she's hiding right here under the counter? That's not an honest, that's a tippish, that's an ox. Right? It's a ferret. It's a mule. Right? What does honest mean? Honest means the ability to weigh. Yes, the truth is utmost importance, but there are times when the the, the the appropriate thing or the the correct thing is not to say the truth, like in the case of the girl. So he says, Yaakov is ish MS. He's a master on MS. He knows exactly when to use the MS, right? And but more importantly, or as importantly, he knows when not to say the MS. That's what it means, Yaakov ish MS. But if a person is always MS, he's the guy who says, I never tell a lie. She's hiding under the counter. The picture is drawing. Yes, honey, you look miserable in that dress. Your haircut is awful. That's not an ish MS. That's an ox. And the same thing with Hulk's Lashon Hara. If a person says, I never speak bad about anybody, right? Even in times when you should be speaking up, when we have rapists such as, or alleged, your perpetrators doing this, right? You're not a, you're not a Shamer Lashon Hara. You're an ox. And that means you don't get schara for the times when you didn't speak Lashon Hara. Because it means you have no control over this Mida, but you just never say anything. The person who's MS and says she's hiding under the counter, he doesn't get schara. He doesn't get reward for the times he said the truth because he's not a, a master on it. He just, he's just somebody who just sees the world as just black and white. That's what Rup Tzaddik says about the case of Ish Emes, and I apply that to the Hilchas Lashon Hara as well. Now here's another caller. Last week I pointed out how Chazal seemed to have a contradiction. On one hand, there are those who laud Yaakov, and they say, Yaakov called themselves eight times, Yaakov your servant, he said to Esav, Avdecha Yaakov. And we learned from that, Rebbe said in the Gullus, that's how it's supposed to behave. And yet we had a Chazal that says the exact opposite. Yaakov should not have called himself servant, and because of that he was Nenash, he was punished, he should have been proud, he should have stood up, right? And that's why because of that he was Nenash, and Eloah, whatever he was punished because of it so we saw two contradictions should the Jew bow or should he stand upright and then I said regardless I said in this you see the Satmar Shita was always go with subservience towards the guy and you know they, that's why they were the reasons one of the reasons they were so against Zionism the Gimel Shavuos etc and uh there are those who said, no, we should stand up, we should be proud. And my point was, and regardless, you see, Yaakov prepared for war in a case where subservience doesn't help. But I wanted to show that this argument goes back thousands of years. And here's a Satmar Chassid who disagrees. Um, I wanted to respond on the comment you made. You both died from a medrash um, from Yaakov Avini. Obviously, you bought two medrashim, but it's national. One way and a different match the other way you made the whole deal and you explained it it's a shim with your shot how you decide it seems to have to go. First of all, um just a small um I'm like you should know this simple, you know, you shall sound from Chazal to Takalucha. 
and you sh- it's a very important um, thing you need to know is I'm a Shivan Aladrish, that you can't bring rice la from something that's just drukshit um, chazal, because um, once you start learning chazal, you have um, often a seedus and decidus um, from madrushim to kemudus back and forth, as you would know yourself. Now, what is this young man saying? His point is, is that I am using an Agada to Gemara. What is an Agada to Gemara? It's a medrash. It's not halacha, but it's a drash. It's where the Gemara says stories and parables, and it talks about midas and behavior, ethics, right? It's not a Gemara about halacha, like Baba Kama, Baba Matsi, you know, law. So he says, how, could, how are you trying to learn, study how we should behave from an Agada to? Very valid point. I take my hat off to him. I would like to point out Oh, tongue in cheek, that the Makoyer of the Satma Rebbeshita is a Gemara in Ksubis and Afkuf Yeralaf Amaralaf, which is an Agada to Gemara. What does it mean, an Agada? Everybody accepts that that Gemara is a Gemara that talks about medrash, ethics, stories, history. It's not a halacha Gemara. So the, the, the source of the Gimel Shruis, quote unquote, this Shita of the Satma Rebbe comes from an Agada to Gemara. So wouldn't it be fitting then to ask on this Shita from a medrash as well? That's my response to this Satmar Hasid's question. If you want to leave a message by phone or dial in by phone to listen, in America, our number is 732-806-8700. In England, it's 44, like that's the country code, 33-011-70250. In Eretz Yisrael, it's uh, 02-372-0304. Let's go to our guests. Joining us is Harav HaGoyin, Rabaran Sosha. He's the Rav of the Yeshiva community of Waterbury. He's a Magid Shir and Eraisa. He's a Machad Svarim, a tremendous Goyin. Welcome, Rabaran. Tell him, Rabbi. Marching, flower girls marching down to the Chuppah. Is that a Jewish thing? Is it a Chukas HaGoyin? Like, what's your view of it? Um, there's no uh, Jewish Makarit to such a thing. Um, would it be a Shiloh Chukas Akam? I don't think so. Chukas Akam, the place can say, is only if either there's some touch of Avedizar in it, or there's some Pritzus or, gai- or Gaiva, or sometimes when there's absolutely no reason, it's just a strange thing, so you have to uh, be suspect of it. Something that's done as a celebratory thing, even if it's the Makar, is the Gaish Makar, I don't see it being a problem of Chisei Masilechu. And you're, you're, you're referring to the Marek, I assume, right? Yes. 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 Now, and the same for the next question. Throwing confetti on the chassan and kala, right? You know, the goyim throw rice. We throw the, now they throw confetti. Would you say the same answer? It would seem so. It's just a form of celebration. What about chuppah under the stars? Somebody says, I found a hole. I found a hole. There's no chuppah under the sky. What's your opinion about that? The Ramos says that that's the minute we do it as a simon type. I don't think somebody would be, uh, I don't think it would be any shash iser not to do this mimic, but it's a widespread mimic to be done as a simon type. Again, these things, including the other two, depends. Some people in their Yiddishkeit, there's a very strong look at tradition and how it was done, you know, for centuries or whatever it is, and they would be more macked on these things. But that's not making it. That's just their way of preserving Yiddishkeit. 
And I heard that, I saw in the Chsam Saifa he brings that, it says to Avram, Habit no Hashemayim, right, it's Usfoyres Hakan Chavim, Atucha Lisperaisam. So it's from that bracha, but it's really putting it into a chuppah is, is sort of, is would you, would you call it a minig? Like, what would you call it? If I remember the Ramad brings it, it's something that was, you know, it was something that was done, you know, for a long time. As a, it's, it's, it's something that's done as a sin you know, okay. uh, make, uh, however, really? however you understand the sugi of Simanim and why, you know, but we do things. It's a simantive. Yeah. So it's it's less than a minute, you would say it's a simantive. No. It doesn't have a dinner minute that you're used to follow it. You know, I'm just been saying, just by yeah. some, you know, particularly Hasidim, their way of preserving Yiddishkeit is to uh, be very macabre on how it was traditionally done, and that's fine. But it's not halachically. It's not, you know, if, if there's any problem, it's not a problem. What about, talk about the, there are those who are dying, they would make a shul, they would make a simcha and shul, and the base knesses, and those that weren't. You know, it's interesting, that could be a problem, that has the possibility of being a problem of chukasakim, because by the Gayan, a chasna is much more of a religious ceremony, in other words, you would need a priest or something in order to bless it, and even though we of course have a rub as well, but it's a completely different function, and there are those that were enacted not to do it in a shul because it also was an union of reform. A lot of things that were done by reform 200 years ago or more because they wanted to imitate the way the guy did it. So a lot of things like bringing an organ into the shul and changing where the bima is and that. And the Sam and Tamida were very, very against Mishinuyim as a way of fighting against reform. And that was very important. But in Germany... Can I quote a Chassam Saifa that you're, you're He's talking what? about, I want to quote the Lashen of the Chassam Saifa by exactly this thing about not doing it under the sky because of the reform. Yeah, or, or, I'm sorry, not doing it in Shul. Hamizdavgim zivugeim bebeis teflasem yir kemaisem. Hamizavim lebirchas avram yir tetsoi meyem kemaisem kemeyayam. Those who do like the reform, may their children end up like that. <laughs> it's like... He doesn't. Yeah, no, he he doesn't wasn't, speak. wasn't very educated because they were doing these yeah, things. Yeah, he was, but he was a big kind of, yeah, yeah. It changed the culture, and the Chesam Seifer resisted it strongly because he felt it would be very damaging. And in Germany, it was done even by the Chayrei de Ashkenaz. And, um, and in America, the old-time America, and it still, still exists, there was such a thing as getting married in Shul. So if that's the meaning, even the firm of the Yerei Hashem do it in the Shul, you don't have to change the meaning. But Minastam, it should be avoided. What about marriage beyond Hashishi? Well, for generations, all Hasanas were on the sixth day of the yeah, week. Yeah, they did it. They did that for practical reasons. It was difficult for them. The poverty was a lot, and it was much easier to have the Suda be combined with the Shabbat Suda, and that's that's why they did it. And for us, okay, it would be a very big in- inconvenience the way our Hasanas run to actually do it on Friday. That's why it changed. I don't even think, no, I don't think it was a minute. I think it was commonly done because of the the society then, and when things change, that would change. What about such things like, do the Chassans face Yerushalayim, or they face Mizrah, or do they face the Olam? You know, also, different in Hagenman, again, how much of a chsilis of the minig you have, you know, is, um, you know, the average Chassan, as everybody could see, the Chassan Kaladu faced the crowd, but uh, also the, the German minig was to face, to face away from the crowd, to face the front. And could be because it was done in the shul, and the chuppah would be by the Aaron Kaidish, and they were going to face the Aaron Kaidish. But either way, that's how it is. And Nahar and Arufashte, I don't think there's a very big favor. 
But my wife, you do, you do what's, 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 uh, you do what's common in your community. You know, also by the German minig, they put a talus over the chast and the kal and they're facing the other way. Some want to say, because in case there's a shah of nimsech and then karavay pasal, in case there's somebody in the crowd, you know, there'll be mechav and le'edus, they shouldn't be able to see. I don't think that's the reason, but, uh, I might be wrong. I didn't do major research on it. So when you, when you're a Masadic Yedushin, Rabban, do you say, mm-hmm. I've seen people say, you know, I'm appointing Rabbi Ruven and Rabbi Shimon Edim to the exclusion of all others? I'm do not you, like that on that. I tell this, the fake is when they're announced that they're the Edim, it's a little understood that they're the appointed Edim to the exclusion of all others. But uh, but some do it. I mean, I, I think the Ike would that the Chassan should say that. You know, the, the Masada Kedusha would instruct the Chassan to say these two are Edim and and no one else, you know, because I guess he's the one that uh, that's in charge. You know, when you miach edim, that would take care of the problem of nimsel echem charvapasa. But that is the reason why we announce specific people to be the edim. That is the equivalent. They don't really have to say to exclusion of others. It's understood. Now, what would you say if somebody isn't miach edim? He just he, you know come up aid. Would you say that uh, it's a announce- problem? Just by announcing it as, as the Yichud? Announcing it as Yichud. It's clear they're designated as the Yichud. So what would you say this? I, I believe I heard this from my father, Zechariah Lavracha. Mm-hmm. He said uh, somebody had to be Masad the Kedushin by a couple that he was very unclear that if they got divorced that they would ever get a get. Mm-hmm. So he announced by the chuppah, he's being miyached, Ruvain and Shimon, I'm sorry, he's inviting Ruvain and Shimon and everybody here to witness the ceremony. Uh-huh. And he said, there for sure Kravim and Psulim there. And this way, he had no problem if afterwards there was no get, because there was no Kedushin. Well, there wouldn't be no problem. You know, as obviously you did adjust the Rath the Mosa. Even if you're not Miachet Edim, as long as there are Edim Shein, there are definitely enough Shittas Rishenim. Right. I hope that it's kosher, because you need, uh, you know, there's a big right. Mosaikas, you do a Kaisis, and, and you need the Eid. Is the Eid a Raya? Nimzak HaRapasu would ask Eid HaMeid. So, well, here it, would be, here it would be both Eid HaRaya and Eid HaMeid. It would for sure be it would No, be there's no Eid HaMeid. Yeah. I did hear once a case with the Vishua Leib. I actually saw the Tshuva, fascinating Tshuva, what to do about a case of Aguna, where he said that if you know somebody by the Chasna who's a Pasu Eid, tell him to be made that he was there by the Chasna, and then, according to everyone, it would be Nimzak HaRapasu. Because he's an Eid HaMeid also. Right. Wow. That's what I. That's what I heard. That's interesting. But, the, but that only. Know. But that only works if you're not miyachadayim. Maybe if the maid itself would work, even if you are. Maybe the case was that they weren't. I don't know. But uh, but in this case, he probably only did it l'rafcha the milsa because he was afraid there won't be a guest. So at least according to some sheetas, it wouldn't be an ish. But certainly, you wouldn't allow a woman in that case, even in such a case where he specifically invited everyone to be the edus. You wouldn't allow her to get married without a guest. It is a big machalik is Right, right. Okay, let me go. You have a, a a boy. He gets inspired. He's he's traveling to Israel. He's a guy, and he decides to be Megayer. He and his parents are very supportive of him. Right, F- Fred and Nancy. I, I only picked those names out of a hat. Are very to their new son, who's Avram ben Avram. Right, mm-hmm. and they go to and he gets engaged, and he says, "I would like my parents to walk me down the aisle." Is there any problem with that? I have to, you know, I have to look into it. You know, I. Hard to answer off the cuff. Okay, um, so let me tell you, I have... No, I, there's no halachic problem, you know what I'm saying, but the question is, what to do with my <laughs> So I have an interesting raya. I have a raya. Ramesha was asked by uh, uh, somebody married, uh, he married out. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. a, a girl married uh, a guy. Mm-hmm. 
and they had a child, and the child became a Baal's tshuva, and she wanted her Goyesha father and her Jewish mother to walk her down the aisle. Mm-hmm. And the Moshe in Yeridei Gimel Kovav says no. He says, because by doing it, you're sort of advertising that the Avera is okay. Right. Which is mashma from him. Absent that, he would have been okay with a guy walking her down the aisle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds like uh, yeah. I mean, it, it, listen, the marriage it would definitely be kosher with a few yeah. <laughs> With nobody, if nobody marched them down the aisle, if they came down yeah. on rollerblades together, it would be good. Yeah. Right. The question is, you know, I would have to, you know, I'd have to, you know, think about it long and hard and see. So the question in such a case that that you would be thinking about is the damage. Done, look, it's for sure better if it would be there. Lachidin, the chulu, the chulu. But is the damage done to like their sense of you know right, a sense of justice? Justice, social justice, uh, or overweigh the fact that it doesn't feel good. The fact that a guy in a, uh, the two guys in a machine. No, so the question is like this: you know, there is it, it, it probably would be considered a minig, a time-honored minig, that the chassan has led to his chuppah through the shishvinim, whatever you call it. Right? It's probably it probably would be in that category, you know. And somebody who would ignore this minig. You know, wouldn't be the correct thing. You know, I'm saying, except of course, this would be a very big serious, and have to weigh that. And the question is, would would I, what I would be thinking of that is, do I have any raya or support to say that even if they're not Jewish, they still could be shishvinim? My only raya is ironically is a tshuva from Reb Moshe because there's right. so little written about this. You know, in how, right. you, know yeah. you know what I mean? So Chavarach doesn't bring who has to march down, who has to who has right. to who has to be there. So Zayirak on this, right? What what I might do is, you know, just posture to get more of a compromise on the situation, is allow the father and mother to walk them down by the side and have a couple walk together, like, you know, make more of a group um, of going down. And, you know, that's right. what I probably would. That's how I would probably finesse the situation. Okay. What about a, a stepmother? A, 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 they adopt the child. I shouldn't say, I don't know what, 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 what uh, mm-hmm. a couple adopt the child. Um, are adoptive parents watching down the 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 uh, their the child? No, the it's not a problem. Really. So, so what, the, me, the parents go down is not. I wouldn't put that in the category of admitting it's You know, that, that's what's commonly done. Well, the, the, the Ramah actually in Hulchas Avelis brings that the minig is that the father, both fathers walk down the chassan and the mothers walk down the kali. He says, mm-hmm. What would you say, can I, a side note, since it would be Baltashkis not to ask you, you have an adopted child, right? Mm-hmm. A, a parent dies, or so, is there a din of Avelis? No din of Avelis, I don't know. But if they want to be made, some form of Avelis, you know, often I would encourage it. But, uh, but how, how would you explain that? I was asked this question. They said, you know, you could have a father who basically, you know, bears a child and never never pays his support, disappears the rest of his life, and the child is, has to sit up Alice, right? You have a parent who brought them up from this. A, a guy has a child, adopts him in the dumpster, and takes off, right? Somebody picks him up, brings the kid up, sends him to the yeshiva, pays for everything, fathers him. Right, parents, mm-hmm. and you don't sit shiva. How do you explain that to somebody? Father, the father, yeah, you know, of course, you know, we want the father to act like the father, and you know, and of course, it's uncomfortable, very unpleasant when he doesn't. But the father remains the father, no matter what. And also, you know, <laughs> no one can really be a father. That's all. It's, uh, 
something, and that, that's how the Allah looks at it. I mean, you could say if you want, if you want to explain. Yeah, the concept of Kalham Alamid ben I'm sorry, Kalham Alamid ben Havere Taira Kiliyolda. So you do see that fathering could be. So I'm saying, would that Kiilu go to rise to the level where you would say, okay, if it's Kiliyolda, it would be a din of Shiva? No. Yeah, I'm saying that Allah wouldn't see it that way. Yeah, it's not brought down. Say that Allah works on the rays, Allah works on Qalim, you know what I'm saying? It wouldn't necessarily, even when it doesn't fit your particular case, Allah, you know, is like a lay plug. But, uh, yeah, but about walking down the aisle, I think it's okay, you know what I'm saying? Walking down the aisle, I would assume the main minig was because, you know, such a tremendous milestone, you know, you want to share it with your parents and that. And I would assume if it made sense and it's more appropriate have with the adopted parents, that would uh, that would be the correct thing. So then again, you know, even an estranged parent, if I could get them together and participate in a meaningful way in the child's wedding, that's usually a very, very positive thing. Question. You had a, a child had a choice. The parents who brought him up, his adoptive parents, or his uh, his real parents who left him. Who does he who does he make the Shashpina? Yeah, I'm saying that's, that's like I like I was saying, you know, it, it's it's uh it's a tough choice, and you know, and it depends on a lot. And you know, I would, I would try to guide the child through this choice. But you know, it, it definitely, if the child feels that he's only comfortable with his adaptive parents, especially if there are serious, serious issues with their real parents, so so be it. But if if the real parents do want to participate in this way in the chasana, and you know, that would be a bridge. You now that would be a step forward and bring them together again. I would definitely encourage that. Yeah, it's, uh, it's more of a social and, uh, you know, and hug Shiloh than a, than a Shiloh and hug Chasana. Right. As far as the hug Chasana is concerned, if, if it makes more sense for someone else to bring them down, so so be it. You know what I'm saying? Question no, for no, you. Here's a question. Everybody stands up when the, not everybody, many people stand up when the Chasana and Kala come down, right? For We've been arguing about this for the last three weeks, whether it's we, we learned it from the church, from the Christian weddings, or there is some occur. It certainly never happened before America, like in Europe, in, in the Shtetlach. No, even in America, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm now a drop older than, uh, than most people, and you know, I could, you know, in, in my youth, big daily, and I've seen big daily terrible chasses, and this wasn't done. You know, I think. Who did, like, who did you see not stand up? I can't remember fully, but I was by Hassan's with Rebecca Kamnetsky there with her Rebecca Feinstein there, if I remember correctly. You know, although Rebecca Feinstein, I can't bring her eye as it could be he was in a wheelchair, you know what I'm saying? So I, can't I, I know Rebecca felt, Rebecca said he's not a Hassan yet, and he felt it's a, it's, it's a Shiloh of Bacho Kaysayim. It wasn't done. I don't yes. know. I, you know, it's just like one of those things which I, I saw it happen. I think it comes from Hollywood. That's my opinion. But but listen to a Shiloh, a, 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 a thing that is not done. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. quoting a lotion of Tikkun Azayar that I saw brought by one of the Paiskim. The holy nation, to stand by Amida, Right to, to bless him. Lakachi chasen lakala b'kadimusa b'kedushin. There is he by the brachis and by the kedushin. The desire says we stand. I didn't hear such a thing. I never saw it inside. It's brought. It's brought to Erech Lechem, and Eben Ezra brings it, and uh, yeah. other pies can bring it. Um, but again, you know, the minig. It's the truth is, I shouldn't. You know, the the minig in Eretz Yisrael and by the Chassidim in America. You know, when they make the chuppah outside. Yeah. 
No, there's no tears. Everybody still. <laughs> yeah, when I was in Yeshiva, exactly. Everybody marched with the chassan together, exactly. There was no tears in the... Uh, there was no tears, know, so yeah. everyone's standing. Yeah. But in America, I'm saying when, from that, that's from what I've seen, you know, since, since way back in the 70s, you know, and, and I definitely was that way in the 50s and 60s, you know, I'm saying they had tears by the chassan. There's tears, so everyone's going to be sitting, right? I'm saying that's, so uh, have you somebody asked from Chaim Kinyetsky? I'm, I'm quoting from... Uh, uh, you know, so one of the new, you know, sfarim that came out of Akedush. And Shalatius are going to Chaim Kamnevsky al Minigzeh Shenagulayshev b'Shasachupa v'Heishibli dehu Minig Shaloi Kehaygen. It's incorrect mm-hmm. to stand by, by the by the uh, by the chupa. So not when the Kabbalah, but when the chuppah starts, interestingly, that's when we're supposed to be standing by the brachas and through the sheva brachas. So it's like, we, it seems that in America, everything's punct fakir. They stand when the chas and kala come down, and during the sheva brachas on the chuppah. And what's the reason, I guess, because they say the shechina comes down, b'shav the zedis, the shechina come down by the chuppah, they're there for the chuppah and for the remaining of the brachas, of the birchas erison and the suin. And that's why by midah, but by the marching down. But it's interesting that it seems that the minig has fallen out of sync with, with chazal, right, no? Right. I don't know. Sorry, you know, this I don't know. But, you know, I think, you know what I'm saying, I think that the idea of having chairs set up by the hook and having an aisle was, you know, was at least, was there for at least 50 years, I think. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. Since at least post-war America. And I think it had the tacit approval of the Gdele Terra that originally came. So I don't, I don't see any okay. good reason. Okay. And, and if everybody, if anybody, or, or the listeners here, it, 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 it's, I'm, I'm not like, I don't think this is such an important thing. I just know mm-hmm. that like I was by a chas, I, I go rarely to chasinus. I was by a chas a, a, like a month or two ago and I didn't stand up and the guy was telling me, you're not standing up. It's like you're not standing up like by the Saras Adibris or something. So I think it's important well, that we understand <laughs> that it's, yeah, okay, here's a no, question. I, I'm like you. I really, I do. Yeah. I'm the listen, I don't want to make my point for the don't stand up because it's not how I've seen it. <laughs> so, question for you: Chassan and Kala holding hands after the chuppah. Is this something that you tell you tell me them to do it? Is it something you believe in? You know, is, I think like this: the archaeologists that do that, and if the kehillah does it, then, uh, then then you see the problem is that there is a law in Ebenezer that a husband and wife are not allowed to show chiba to each other because that causes hair. But if the meaning of the kehillah is to do it, so then. I guess it's just you're doing it as a, you know, as a matter of form. It's just a standard thing, and it wouldn't be like in a you know, special chiba. And I would imagine it's fine, and there's no reason to be mavat of a minik. But if the minik of your killer is not to, or it's not necessarily to, but to go and say, well, I want to do it because uh, I want to follow that minik, I don't think it's right. Okay. Right. Should the kala come into the men's side during the dancing? This is, uh, should the kala come in? <laughs> Also, it, it really depends on what the community norm of that particular killer is. If, uh, if there's a kteida natu, if that, you know, that kehila, that yeshiva, that chasidus, whatever it is, a kteida natu, or, you know, the chidim they have dancing in front of the kala afterwards, but it depends. But if, you know, if, uh, if they consider it improper, then and if they definitely, definitely a kala should not. But in the places, again, which considered proper and appropriate in case of rock the Muslim kala, I think, you know, it should be done in moderation, you know what I'm saying? And also, care should be taken, but it doesn't mean to preach this and, uh, you know, and, you know, certainly not any Khalil mixed dancing or any sort of improper interaction between the, between the men and women. But uh, if, it's done, if it's done right and in moderation, it's fine. If, if the Kala doesn't come in, how are you, Makayim Ketan, Marak, the most in Akala? 
Good, that's a good hour. It is a good hour. You know, at least the chassidim has the mitzvah times afterwards, and you know, you want to say that the non-chassidim are still coming at least in the middle for a little interaction with their kala. Yeah, you know, saying, oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe they dance like when the chassan and kala weave the chuppah. So that's usually that's also remarkable. Any opinion on mitzvah times? Have you like you thought about it? Like halacha? Yes, no. We're at kala. Again, if the minute, you know, if that killer does it, of course they should continue doing it and there's nothing wrong. Introduce, introduce such a thing which could come with a pizzas and a killer that doesn't do it, I don't think should be done. You know, basically stick to the mahogam of your killer, particularly these things where, on one hand, they're very meaningful to people who, uh, who practice them, but on the other hand, it could be misused. It's safer to just keep the different mahogam, keep the procedures that are done by your killer. But Baron, it's always an honor and a schuss to have you on. Okay, thank you very much. Bye-bye. Joining us from Chicago is Harab He's Rashiva Rabbi Sikhanan. He's also the, uh, he's Avbezdin of the CRC. He's also a Skan Avbezdin of the Bezdin of America. A Musmach of Rabbi Herschel Shechta. V'chulu, v'chulu. Welcome, Rabbi Yaina. Thank you very much. Nice to be here. So th- this this uh, hanhaga of flower girls of couples marching down the aisle is that is flower girls is that a Jewish minig? I don't think the flower girls is a Jewish minig per se, to the best of uh, my knowledge. The idea of uh, couples is uh, perhaps uh, the idea of a shuspinin. Uh, that uh, we do have uh, a concept of uh, Shushpinin uh, accompanying uh, the, the Chassan and Kala, like uh, Kaddish Baruch Hu, uh, accompanied Abba to Adam Harisha, and there were Malachim who served as Shushpinin for the very first marriage between Adam and Chava. So that probably, in terms of uh, the, the parents coming down, that probably is more of a basis. So I want to ask you that I know Rabbi Yashiber Zuchar and Levracha, was, they write in the Nefesh HaRav, he was very machmer and chukais ha'akum. Kaminikagra, right? Why, why, why aren't we more mocked on that? Let's say certainly in YU circles. I think that if something is really being done in order to copy the ways of Chukos uh, Akum, and that's uh, the main reason behind it, then we probably should be more mocked. But if something is being done just to add simcha, uh, so it's kind of like a nice thing. You see the, the little children as uh, they're walking down, whether with flowers or without flowers. Uh, so anything that uh, adds simcha, Rav Soloveitchik uh, would also say, uh, anything which is vahabos, uh, it's a simcha, it does have a, a, basis, a basis in halacha, if that's kind of what it uh, ends up uh, accomplishing. So as you're saying, it so happens the Goyim do that too, and we we also do it. Maybe we got the idea from them, but we're not doing it because Chukas Agayim, but because, you know, fleece jackets happen to be a good idea, so we're going to do it too. But we're not sort of mimicking them, but we we stole the good idea from them. Right, right. The same idea as to, you know, all of us who, who wear neckties, for example. Okay. Standing up for the Hassan and Kala when they walk down the aisle, is that a Jewish custom? And let me preface this. What am I, what am I basing it on? You know, go back to Europe. Like the, 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 the Maril writes, he says, He says, no. Like there was no chairs, there were no aisles, there was no, it just, it was sort of like in the Eshtel de Chuppah, in the courtyard of uh, of the Shul, and, you know, all the women, he writes, came with the women, and the men came together with the men, so this this walking down, does that have any type of uh, a Jewish, uh, standing up for the Hasid and Kala when they walk down, does that have any Makairan Halacha? 
I think the Rav used to say that it's like the standing up that was described in the Mishnayis in Bikurim. For those who would bring their Bikurim, uh, their first fruits to Yerushalayim, so uh, all of the workers in Yerushalayim would stop what they're doing and they would stand up to show kavod to those who are engaged in a mitzvah. So there's a basis in the sense that the Chassan and the Kala are about to do this great uh, mitzvah of a mitzvah Sahan Yisuin, and uh, therefore it makes sense uh, in that context you can argue uh, to stand up to show kavod to people who are in the process of performing a mitzvah. As far as standing up for a chassan, because chassan domel uh so uh, technically speaking, he's not domel melech until at least the heiress have uh, taken place, and so when he's walking down, nothing has yet taken place, uh, so that's uh, probably a, a shakier basis, uh, but uh, it certainly makes sense, number one, to stand up to show deference to those who are engaged in, in the mitzvah, and uh, not to be Polish minatzibur if everybody else is standing up. So I would respond um, on both points, I would say that the kala is for sure, there's no mitzvah in suin for the kala. Right? And the chasen... entirely <laughs> Well, she has no mitzvah's puravu b'chal. Right, she's certainly facilitating the mitzvah. I, I understand. So, so she's facilitating, but and for the chassan, according to the rush, it's just a hechsha mitzvah. So, so the standing up for the Aisei bikurim, right? You're standing up for people who are going to do a mitzvah, not who are going to do a hechsha mitzvah. And according to the mafarshim and the mishnayis, they say even go, the havas bikurim is itself a mitzvah. But to stand up for somebody who's going to do a hechsha mitzvah, which is the man, is not real. I would say is very different than. And the woman who's Bechala doing anything, she's just helping somebody to a Hechsha Mitzvah, right? Is, 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 I mean, we should really stand up for everybody who's going to bench. When somebody goes to wash my Machreinim, we don't stand up for him, he's going to bench. I mean, it's just like taking it so far. So I personally, you know, if, if anybody watches the show, you know that they get up by the Gaisha weddings. I, put it this way. Have we seen any McClure that had happened before the last hundred years in America? That I couldn't tell you. But, you know, as you mentioned, it used to be uh, the Minog uh, and still is in certain places that everybody, everybody who's there stands throughout the entire chuppah. Uh, so you can say that uh, at least it's, it's a mitzvah's kiyum that maybe we should be standing up for the whole thing. But... Uh, so we, uh, we like to sit uh, these days, but at least we stand up a little bit. I would like to point out a few areas, and I do agree with you that there's, there's no chiyuv to stand up for a chassan before his wedding, but there are certain things, like one of the reasons that they bring, that the reason why you give him a, 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 an aliyah by the ufruf is because chassan dai melamelech. And one of the reasons why you, he needs a shimer is because a melech needs a shimer, arguably from very shaky sources that, that both men hug him, but so I agree we don't have to stand up for him. But he, there does seem to be the aura of a, of a melech on him, even if he agreed with you until after Aaron and he's technically. And I heard over from Talmud of Ramayshim when they asked him why he doesn't stand up. He said exactly what he's saying. He says, "Has nachnish kemelech." I heard over also, by the way, from Ramayshim's sons. They were asked this question, very interesting. They say, "Why does he say we stand up for uh, the Mevia Bikurim? Why don't you find like you know for another mitzvah? You don't stand up for for, for many other mitzvahs." So he, he responded. He said, "Havos Bikurim was a particularly arduous journey, and we want them to do it again next year, so they need unusual encouragement." Now, if that's the case, that you know, as by Chassid, we hope he doesn't do it again next year for the most part. I'm just curious, no, but we want to encourage all the other people who are there at the Chassid, <laughs> all the generals that are struggling, Chassid, we want to give them some encouragement. Excellent. Give them tremendous cover. Yeah. Very good. Okay. Are the Chassid and Kala permitted to hold hands after the Chuppah? 
And why do I ask that? Because it's Yadua that the Ramah Paskins, I think it's either Simon Chafal or Chafbez, that you're not supposed to do Dvarim Shalchiba Barabim. Right, which according to many people, I don't, I don't know what the meaning is why you, but many people will not, let's say, hold hands with their spouse in public because of this rem, this remark. And yet the same people, you see many times, they hold hands by the chuppah. So I ask you, what's, what's your view of that meaning? Are I don't you permitted think to hold hands after engage, the chuppah? I don't think they should engage in a passionate uh, embrace after the chuppah, but uh, I think they can hold hands after the chuppah. It certainly adds uh, to the simcha. There's so many people uh, around uh, that uh, this is uh, not a time that uh, it's going to be viewed as a private uh, affection of, uh, of chuppah. It uh, helps to memorialize their status, get them off on the right foot, that they should have a close connection with each other, particularly the chasa, and he has to make the kala uh, feel good. So this is something that is uh, significant very often to the kala that she feels, oh, uh, now he, he really likes me. I married the right guy. This is somebody who cares about me. This, uh, so everybody's wishing him mazel tov and showing him so much attention, but he's holding on to my hand. I think it's fine. I think it's a nice minute. In general, what is the, the, uh, the, the Rabbi Yitzchak and the why you approach the Chiba Barabim? One in general is not supposed to show a chiba barabim. There's a, there's a place uh, we believe in uh, in sneers. Uh, that's uh, the explanation that uh, the rub used to give as to why we break uh, the glass under uh, the chuppah because it's a zeicha like the marashal says to Mamad Har Sinai when there was the shviva saluchos. So why are we commemorating right now the breaking of uh, the luchos? Because the luchos were broken uh, since they were given with great uh, fanfare. The luchos are shown us, and we learn from this. You're supposed to live a life of Sneer, so that's how we start off uh, the marriage, by recording that message that it's important to live lives of, uh, of modesty. So what is, what is the shita holding hands in public? What would be the why you approach to that halachically? I don't know that I would say that there's a specific why you approach. You'd have to ask each individual Rosh Hashiva why you, what they think about, uh, about that issue. Uh, so I think I think some would probably be be machmir, maybe others would be would be more makel. The question is, is it a specific show of affection uh, that, that demonstrates uh, the special uh, affection between a husband and wife? Maybe the way that they're holding uh, their hands. Uh, maybe there's a way of holding hands that would be the way you would hold anybody's hand. Uh, maybe there's a, a way of holding hands that shows uh, more of a, of a derechipa. Maybe it depends on the context. Right. In other words, it's certainly a, a, a type of a chiba, but it's not a chiba that, that would bevise on any intimacy, those who would be moderate. Right. I don't think that it necessarily objectively demonstrates a derech chiba. I might be helping an old lady across the street. It's not a derech chiba. So I think it depends upon, upon the context. Okay. Does the kala have to wear a shetel after the chuppah? Rav Moshe had a uh, kula that as long as she's wearing her bridal gown, this demonstrates that she's still a besula and felt that uh, she didn't have to wear a shaita maybe afterwards. She could just wear her bridal veil. And I think that there are many who are uh, who are so mechanet. The Sephardi community, they say, well, it uh, depends on the yichud, but they don't do the yichud until the very end of uh, the nisuin, until everything is uh, is finished. So that was the hetta that uh, Rabbi Vadya Yosef gave, that as long as the yichud didn't take place, then it wasn't uh, necessary. So, so there are different there are different sheets of some are more modern. Okay. If there's a conflict in Minhagim by a wedding, whose minig is done, the chasen or the kalas? It depends who really cares. You do whatever is uh, going uh, to lead to the greatest uh, shalom bias. I think Rosh Soloveitchik has said the ikker is lowly skotek. The main thing is uh, that uh, you shouldn't get into uh, fights or difficulties. It's good for a chasen to learn early on to give in to his wife or whenever possible. If something is negative, 
That's a different story. But if it's just a question of minutes, so one should always give it. Okay. Question. You, if you buy a new tie, you make a shechianu for simcha. You uh, persimmons, you, you buy a persimmons or a dragon fruit, we make a shechianu. A person gets married, he doesn't make a shechianu. Why not? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I think that uh, the um, the Yanu is uh, what you're going to, to build over the course of uh, your marriage. Uh, that uh, you have to um, build a, a sense of uh, of simcha that, uh, in terms of the things uh, that uh, that you accomplish over the course of the marriage. I don't know. Though it's a good question. Not sure. Okay. Do you think it's appropriate that we scream Mazel Tov after the breaking of the glass, which commemorates the Churban Abayas, and Loyalus Yushalayim al should we maybe scream Mazel Tov first and then do the breaking of the glass? It's interesting because uh, some people feel that way, that it shouldn't be juxtaposed with the breaking of the glass because that's something that commemorates something said, which is uh, the Chorban. I think a possible explanation that I would like to uh, suggest is uh, that we are, in fact, uh, saying the reason that we just broke the glass is because we're commemorating the Chorban and it's such a terrible thing. The Gemara Mbracha says if you're Mesamech as a Chazan, then it helps uh, to uh, be Bone Achas Mechorvos Mi you're bringing uh, the Geula, you're one step closer to the redemption, to the bringing of uh, the Mashiach, um, uh, that uh, you're coming closer to the rebuilding of uh, the Beis HaMikdash every single time that we have a new Zivik, the potential of new children being uh, born, that ain't ben Dovibat, So maybe uh, the idea of screaming out the Mazel Tov is we know that the Gemara in Taina says, If you have the proper sense of perspective, that you understand even at a wedding celebration that, that uh, our ultimate joy is only when the Beis HaMikdash is going to be rebuilt. The fact that we have demonstrated that, that we have taken this moment at the end of this happy Machasana and that we have broken the glass. So now that we must Abel are Yushalayim, so now we know that we can be Zolka Roy Simchasa, so we all say Mazel Tov. thank you very much for your time. Absolutely, my pleasure. Cool. All the best. Joining us from Flatbush is Rav Moshe Shmuel Rattenberg. He's the Rav of Kalbeis Moshe Shmuel. He's a Talmud of Babov. He's a Musmuch of Rav Padova in London. And Rav Gavriel Tzina. Shalom Aleichem, Rav Moshe Shmuel. Aleichem Shalom. So Thanks for having me. It's an honor. Yeah. Walking down to the chuppah, is it both fathers uh, walk down the chassan, both mothers, the kala, is it the father and the kala? What, what, what do you, uh, when somebody asks you to Shiloh, what do you say? Well, this is very interesting because in the Zohar Kudish, um, it's brought down that um, that the parents of the chassan, father and mother, walk down the chassan, and the parents of the kala walk down the kala. But um, we do it differently where the fathers, or in some place, but see them, Akapunam, they do it differently that uh, both fathers um, walk down the, the husband and both, uh, and both mothers walk down the Kala. Why did we change from the Zayar? And the fathers see them who usually follow the Zayar. Why did we change from the Zohar is probably um, very obvious because um, we don't want to uh, to to mix it up. It's both are brought down. Why exactly we change from the Zohar is I would think that's the reason. 
It's interesting, the, the Ramah in Yeridea in Hochas Havelos says, Yochel ha'achnes chasen k'derech arseinu sh'shnei anoshim achnisen ha'chasen. So the Ramah seemed to, even though go also, the way chassidim do today, not like the Zayar. I saw an interesting reason somebody bring. He says, because unfortunately, it's not uncommon to have um, Yisaymim. Uh, and if it's the two, if it's the zug, bring down the chassan and the kala, so then he's going to feel bad. So if they have two anoshim, it could be another man, or two anoshim, it could be another woman, and this way you're not mavaza yisoyimim. So this issue is not only by yisoyimim. This issue of um, uncomfort can be by um, second divorce, marriage too. Uh, yeah. Second marriage and divorced couples. Yeah. And and so on. Now this causes a lot of uh, a lot of anguish and pain and uh, trouble uh, many times. And uh, the whole Indian of not having a uh, a divorce or something um, as this has been and taking down the husband of the call is everything is because it has to do about a good model and therefore you you have couples and marching them down and um, and not not uh, people who went through. Uh, Issues. But the bottom line is that I saw bringing down that it's a good model, but machloikis and anguish and pain is not is not a good model either, and it's not something that is halucha or mamish that you have to uh, fight about it uh, tooth and nail. Right, because so exactly what you said, it's it's not halacha, and people you know make themselves. I saw Rav Palm brings in his um in his sichas Musa, He says people very often put the, the tuffel before the ikka and he sees so many simchas where because if he calls them narishkeiten because this isn't again brought in halacha anywhere it's not a shulchan aruch, it's not a chazal it's nothing you know let's say about having let's say a divorced couple walk down a child right or having a you know a, a different couple walk down a child like the father and a sister the father and a daughter the father and the, maybe the girl i've never seen the girl's best friend but even in such a case it's not the halacha brought anything and he says it these narishkeiten often stare the simcha and he says and, and that's the, the the worst thing. He says, why would you want to share somebody's simcha with something that's, like you said, not brought down lahalacha? Here's an interesting Shiloh. What would you say about Rottenberg if somebody comes to you and he says he's a gear and he's getting married and he would like to have his goyish appearance march him down the aisle? And he gets along with his parents, right? He's, uh, you know, he's a uh, he gets along well with them. They supported him through the whole Geras, the Hulu. They recognized, and he's getting happily married to a from a girl. And he wants his parents to march him down. So I, it's interesting. Right. I, I saw Shiloh, and Moshe discusses a Shiloh, if uh, uh, an Av Nochri that had a daughter from a Yisraelis, in other words, a, 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 a girl had an affair with a guy, or she's married to a guy, and the boy is, and the boy or the girl are chayza could the, uh, could the, uh, could the guy or the gayeta march the child down? And Ramosha writes no, and the reason why he says is because when you march it down, you're sort of announcing that an avera of intermarriage is mata. But it seems from his tshuva that if it weren't for the fact that the avera of intermarriage, having a guy march down would not be a problem, which I thought was fascinating, very interesting case. But I would say this, besides for the for the Islam, uh, one would uh, have to find some uh, diplomatic uh, um, uh, diplomatic solution um, over over here. Uh, why is that? Because um, 
because everything that we do by the chippah, what we call the chippah, is not the ikke chippah, it's, it's a copy or whatever the right word in English is. The same as um, as, as the chasana with Hashem Yisburach and Klal Yisrael and the toida, the Mahomet HaSinai, which uh, over there the worship is winning. And if this symbolizes that, um, you know, there's a shtickle um, situation. Although, uh, again, it's not halucha, it's not a look, uh, um the, the the marching down. Um, uh, not only it's not a look, uh, but it's uh, in in not long ago the whole marching down um, didn't exist. The the oilam the oilam went uh, to Baglai the Husen to the Hippa. Right. And even parents parents is also not so long used to be Kusheri uh, Eden that right. that were mamish the the Shizvinen. So uh, one of the solutions by a broken marriage is you you add someone you have uh, um, uh, two people by one side two people by another side however you want to switch it around the, the parent or and 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 the and the brother or uncle so um, probably I just wonder, that would be is it one is it kedai to be mavaza the person or if to make them uncomfortable like you say for something that's not a halacha when they're going to such an you know important part of their life make them uncomfortable? So what about the, the minig by you have by chasidim of the chassan and kala holding hands after the chuppah? Now the, the chasidim amakbid pada yisera on chiba uh, berabim. Right, the reminds in 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 Hachasishis and Semen Chafalos, and 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 here suddenly they're grabbing hands and by the by the explain it, Fidelum. Right, so there is a uh, minig which is brought down that has stronger mekoyes that that um, you walk uh, you walk away from the chippa um, holding uh, holding hands. Shilfan Weiser and Paidik uh, Ches brings down the uh, Swurim. They, they quote the Tizuav uh, when you take it into the house, which is uh, the Yifid Steve, so uh, um, you hold hands um, because it's uh, it's Meroimers uh, on what the Pusik says by Yviyehu Yitzchak Vayel Asura Imoy. Okay, even though it doesn't say by Yitzchak that he held hands with Rivka, yeah, quote of Maril, a fascinating Maril, Maril and for the, for the Eilam, the Maril was basically the father of Minhagim of Minhage Ashkenaz. He lived in the 1400s in, in Germany, and it's, the Ramah brings him countless times as to all the Paiskim. But something fascinating, he says, And he called Kol the whole the whole little village to come. This is the marching down, what you were saying is a new thing. There was, they didn't march down individually. They all came down with a whole group of people. And when they came, he says, This is before the Kachopa. So like you said, it's not necessarily Hasidim. Here, the Maril was before Hasidus. And he says, before the Chuppah, the Chassan used to typhus the Kala B'yadai and bring her into the Chuppah, holding her hands. It's fascinating, right. Maril, that Eilam doesn't, isn't like today. But uh, let me ask you another question. Um, the mitzvah tans. Could you tell us a little bit about the Makar? 
Yes. Let yes. me ask you, like a London, the Pischei Tshuva, and Evan Ezus. He says, "No, you get mixes time to chacham b'doyer hazeh to oiches biyadam behefsik matpachas to dance with her behefsik matpachas or with a sort of like a matpachas is like a, 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 a handkerchief, a, a gartla. Lai shapir of the." He says the Pesach Shuv and Shulchan Aser. This Nishkut Kitan Kedemash Macha the Shum Kreva Baal Maaser. Bein Lechalik Bein Kala Lacheres Kala. He says you're not supposed to dance with a girl or a woman. He says it doesn't matter who it is. He says He says the Matzila. He says Loi Noim Aisim Veloi Amru Chachamim Ela Ketsin Merakdim Lifnei Hakala Veloi Im Hakala. So the Pesach Shuv and Shulchan Aser says Loi Im Hakala. And yet we know Chasidim Van Shemaisa. Certainly many Chasidish Shekrayzin Hoist. Dance, you do a mitzvah times. They say over, it's brought down um, in one of the Sfarim. I'll, I'll remember in a minute that Reb Zalmala, the brother of the Goyen, made a mitzvah times as well. So explain to us the, 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 what is the, the importance or why do we do a mitzvah times? Why do we do a mitzvah times is two, two reasons. Uh, reason number one is Kaitzid Meraidim Lifnaikala, right? And, um, what is Simchis Chus Vekala? The the Tar and Shechnur and Evanoiz the Simon Samachai I think is Mitzvah Gedolah Lesamai Chus Vekala the Raket Befaneu Veloy Meshinu Vachasida Right the Rebbe Baralua if I remember correctly took a Hadasim and in dance before the Kala Kala Noa Vachasida so. The Kaitit Merang Lifnayakala, um, for those who say that it's only the Chfidish doing it and not others, I would think that the only reason why the Indian of bringing in the Kala to the, uh, the Kala, uh, to the men and having, uh, um, dancing in front of her, of the Kala with the, with the Shishvinen, let's call it, uh, is, is Kaitit Merang Lifnayakala. So some people they ask, is is this mitzvah dance or avayda dance? It's mitzvah dance. Maybe people do avaydas by the mitzvah dance, just like you can do avaydas by by any uh, any the uh, But, but I just want to point out. Yeah. I just want to point out that the pesach tshuva's question is, he says, it says lo amru chachamim elokatesim eragdim lefnei kala. So, right? So he right. says, why are, we, why are we dancing in Hakala? Why are you holding a garatel? That seems to be the part that upsets him. Now, going away from Kaitit Meraglif Hakala, there's a lot of inunum um, for mitzvah dance, which to put it in a nutshell, is uh, the Shechina is uh, called a Kala, Kala du Shechinta, and therefore it makes it a whole different Indian, this whole thing of, uh, of, of mitzvah dance to, to, to dance with the Kala. Not all the Chassidim dance with a Gatel, some are very marked not to dance with a Gatel, they just dance Lifnaya Kala, and uh, some some use a gatel, but the mitzvah dance is very the hoivener in unim. Where does the Indian, uh, the minig in various chasidus in that the woman is megaleach reisha? She shaves her head. The frat when we have let's say the ramban in um, kiseitze. <laughs> By the past tire, it says the Golchas Rosha Sir Ramban is venibel gadol who's there. It's a it's a it's a terrible type of desecration. So where did this mini come from to what the Ramban calls nibel gadol to do after the Hasana? 
Right. So, so we find we find the Gemara that married women uh, had their hair. You don't find it in Torah Sanigla that the women shaved shaved their hair. This is um, the Zoya Kodesh um, is very very um, adamant, if that's the right word, about hair. Um, about uh, about the hair, about the the uh, resemblance of 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 the hair, what uh, what denim or whatever whatever the right words are, and therefore anything besides for beard and pious um, should uh, should go. Right? So even though the Shulchan Aruch, even though the Shulchan Aruch says Tefach Beisha Erva Tefach Besarisha, which is much more, I mean that's a considerable amount, and I think the Shulchan Aruch. Um, um, I think it's seminarian days. Ayin Hay says that brings the shita sarajba that the sar that that comes out under the kerchief is muta. They desire the seems to be at the other extreme of uh, of it. But how does that zayar like? How do you understand that zayar given the fact that you know, the Gemara says, for example, that uh, the Gemara Nadarim says that uh, if a woman shaves her head, the, the, the husband could say ef she beisha taglachas. It's considered a nibble. Right. So why of all zayar? There's a lot of zayars. Why would they take this zayar, which the Torah calls it a nibble, or the Rishonim called a nibble gadol? Why would they take this and make an ikra out of it? So the the thing is as follows: um, maybe a strand that sticks out is um, is not is not erva, but. Um, um, we do find we do find this Indian of not the the hair should be covered um all the time. The Indian of the Zoya Kodesh is not about up sticking out um the hair. The problem is clippers, um that was the word that I was looking for. That's uh, what the Zodiac Kodesh is referring to, clippers and um, all sorts of things that uh, hair is associated with. And, um, and that's, that's that. And regarding what you're saying, um, Nibali Law and uh, all this, I guess where, where it started is by people who understood and were Max, uh, not Max of the Zodiac, Everyone is not of the Zoyer, but understood the Enyunim, and now, now, now we all follow it. Is to those who follow it, it's um, it's not only not Nibali law; it's the other way, the other way, the other way around. And um, it's Nibali law if it's uh, if it's uncovered, if uh, um, if the women just go covered all the time, right, uh, with a shaitl, with a turban, or whatever, it's uh, it's just the same the same as a whole day. Hmm. So you don't actually um, bump into the um, the situation if I. Uh, expressing myself good. Okay. What do you do if somebody comes to you where the, the Isha's minig is to be Megalea her head and the, the boy's minig is not to? What do you do in such a situation? So usually, usually um, when people are Meshada outside, meaning without without saying names, but there are Hasidus that you know that um, it's a it's a it's a given that the women shave. Um, you have families which um, which are maybe known not to. But when you make a shidduch, it's either a given, either you bring it up, 
if someone is marked this and there's a suspicion or suspects that it might not be, it's brought up before the shidduch. But he's negotiated uh, beforehand. Uh, yeah, probably. What would you do? What would you do? That's fascinating. No, no. Who would you Man? do if it wasn't? You would arrive. Somebody comes to you. We forgot to discuss this. The girl's minigish, she she wants to do it, and the boy says, no, it's it's an evil gadol, I can't live with it. What, what, what would you do? So, um... There's a halachically, what's the, you know, what do you do in such a case? The the boy the boy wants it, and the girl doesn't, or the opposite? Yeah, no, the boy, the, no, the, the girl want, the girl says, that's my minig, I want to do it, and the boy says, I don't want it. Uh, right. So, uh, so this is the Indian of, of Menhugim, whom, whom you follow, uh, the Menhugim. But bottom line, as we discussed before, you have to weigh always the Ikea and the, and the Tofu, right? You always gotta ask yourself, what does Hashem want from you? Does he want our divorce? Does he want a, uh, a situation? And, um, so, um, you gotta see what's the, what's the, 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 the husband has to make a, a honest, honest and uh, intelligent and responsible um, decision but uh, how how far he wants to push his wife okay but well, I don't think in Aloha and Aloha that he can um, say you must but it, it, it wouldn't work the must the insisting um, I guess if, if you sit down and you explain the Indian and uh, either either you're able to to sell the product or you have to uh, make decisions. Well, Reinberg, let's go back to the uh, the uh, chuppah for a minute. There's the today when the Hasid and Kahlo march down, everybody stands up, or some people stand up. Um, is this a Heintiger thing? Is it a, are we following the Goyim? People see it in the movies, and one tells the other. You know, or is it or is it really have Mekiris? Because you know, I don't think our Babas and Zaydas had aisles with red carpets, with chairs lined up, with a Baruch, you know, with a with a with a with a chassan, with, with, with a band. I mean, well, they probably did have a little bit of a band, but this whole the, you know, it was done in the in the courtyard of the shul. So, is this a new thing? Is it have is it come from Harare Kaidish? Is it coming from Hollywood? What's your feeling? So, the standing up for the Husnikala, there's a lot of misconception um, about it. If you, the 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 question would be um, uh, not about getting up, standing by the hippo to to begin with, and uh, no chairs, bechlal. Uh, and where there is chairs, if you have to stand up for the chuzin kala, people think you stand up for the chuzin kala because chuzin normal and for melech you stand up, but um, it's not necessarily kala normal malka. the dangerous thing to say, but uh, and he's also uh, the chassan isn't a melech yet either. He becomes a melech. Right, I'm old. They right. did Arison before. Today he's not a melech yet. Yeah. Right. Today he's not a melech yet. So therefore, the union of of standing up for the host Nikala is um is standing up and sitting back down that is uh, um, it doesn't come from Hikisago, it's more uh, a a uh, misunderstanding. The easiest to do whether you should stand by the shaver brokers and either you you should stand by the by the um city um, condition um, by the first broker Right is um, that that's already brought in the in the postcom um, about standing the main Indian not the main um, should we we say it the Shina is by the it comes to the hipper that's why you should make a nice hipper because the Shina comes um, to the hipper and therefore the Shina comes you should stand 
and um, where they, you should stand for the chusen, is not stand up, but by the hip, to stand by the hip, because the chusen is performing a mitzvah, and um, going into the Indian, if um, you stand when someone else is performing a mitzvah, some um, bring a rise from the kingdom, um that it says that uh, people got up, and uh, and and the reasoning, it's uh, some some of the reasoning is because they went to perform a mitzvah, so so you stood up for them. So just standing up for the chosen and sitting back down, that's a, that's a misconception. If everyone stands up and you should be the only one sitting, um, I have, it's, uh, I can't tell you about that, but uh, really people should be standing uh, by the chippah. And mentioning the shkine coming down to the being by the chippah and as being a, uh, a uh, serious matter, and uh, if you understand that, one must ask themselves what should be going on um, by the chippa, what's the silence, right? When the chusin comes in, right? And then, and then, where does it come that all the chachkalach and everyone's family and brothers, and siblings, march down, march down the aisle? Um, Doesn't make sense, Bechlaw. So your point is double. You're saying, well, I was thinking more of a point of that they certainly didn't have oils and, and flower girls, amoligatag, right? That was ages didn't have it. But, but you're saying more than that. You're saying that the shin is there. Like, like why, are we, why, are we, why are we making cartoon situations when the shin isn't with us, right? At such, at such an august, serious moment, why are we taking it and sort of adding, you know, childishness or humor or whatever it maybe yes and besides for that it's like uh, your your point it's uh, whether it's exactly thickest or going um or not the the flowers some don't put flowers by the hip only a plain talus or a a, uh, a material and uh, to keep it simple because flowers already is uh, is uh, some make an issue about it and the same as the shvius um putting around the flowers by by martin Toyder. Is uh, that that's number one? But if you look at the McCoy, there's no McCoy for that. And the McCoy of flower girls, the Stampfen, Goyim, and um, and and really, it doesn't it doesn't make sense. It doesn't come in. And um, the only hat that it has that it's been going on not for so long, but uh, it just it just doesn't doesn't make sense. Yeah, Rabbi Rattenberg, thank you very much for your time. Thanks for having me, and you should be much less. Amen. Amen. We've spoken today about the Hasidic Shemitic of shaving heads, which to many people, Hasidim and Litzaks alike, is, is astonishing. I mean, the Ramban calls it a Nibel Gadol by Yifas Tayer, and I'm sure that many Hasidim wonder, like, what is the purpose of this? And when we have a Shaila and Hashkafa like this, who do we go to? We go to one of the great Balei Machshav in America, Rabbi Yitzchak Feldheim. Rabbi Yitzchak, what would you tell a Hasidish woman who has to shave her beautiful hair, and like the Ramban says, be Menabal herself, and she says, why would anybody ask me to do this? It seems terrible. What would you answer? Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, it's talk a very big, it's a very sad thing because what, what people think, what they feel is they feel that like their Rebus, their Hasidus is trying to crush them. 
It's trying to squelch their attractiveness. It's trying to tone them down. You know, people want to feel good, and and and, and you feel a little bit betrayed. You know, even even if you again, it, it, people who are struggling feel it more. But even happy people and good people, they have a doubt. Like, why is my, why are they making me do this? And it's it's one of the biggest misconceptions, I think, I, especially when it comes to Hasidus. We know that the whole Hasidus, more than other groups in Klai Yisrael, it's driven by helping their people feel lichtig. The goal is that people should live with slavos and a balance in their step. They never do anything to crush somebody. Here's what I, here's what I explain to them. This world, this is the Gan. We live in the Gan. This is Ganeidan, and we're Adam and Chava. And unfortunately, so many people, we, life is hard, and people find themselves like Adam and Chava. They're hiding in the bushes. Hasidus understands the tachlis of life is to be dancing in the Rebbein Shalom's Gan. This is the purpose of the Bria. And what allows us to dance in the Gan is we have to feel deserving. The struggle of life is the struggle of Busha. The Adam and Chava Busha, and they hide. And people who feel proud are all in. If you don't feel valid, you don't feel deserving, you live tentative and reluctant, your whole life is hesitant. What the Rebbe's understood is that a woman who, who shaves her head, the gift that she's done for the Rebbe this is what a korban is, is that there's nothing that could happen in her life that will rob her of her chance to face the Rebbe and look the Rebbe in the eyes and mon and take care of my husband and my kids, take care of my mishpacha. You, you, when you're meiser nefesh and something huge, the gift is that you will never lose your feeling of entitlement to walk in the Rabbi Shalom's world. It's the same thing with the Hasidic Shun Gamani. He, he can go, he could be the biggest tzaddik or a guy who's struggling, but if he keeps his beard and his payas, he, he, he can face it, he can sit by a Shabbos Suda and sing for hours. It doesn't matter where he went, what he thought. He could be the biggest tzaddik. He could be a struggling. When a person is mice and nefesh for a Beneshom, you give something. We, we, we don't, we, we're not in touch enough with the feelings that people feel like they can't face Hashem. They can't face their truth. They can't face the beauty of the world. The Rebbe's understood these things. The Rebbe's looked at the world and they saw that this is everybody's, everybody needs an extra balance in their step. The more lichtig I can make you, the, 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 the better, the more you'll embrace in life and the more simcha will come in your life. And this is the secret of, listen, I, I, I'll tell you, it, 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 it's not just meant for tzaddikim. It works, it works for good people to make them feel holier. But I, I deal a lot with struggling people and I explain this to them because they're very angry. The struggling people get angry and they say, they're trying to break me, what are you doing? I, 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 and I want to give them back their Rebbe. I said, do you, do you hop? I tell the guy, if I, if I, if I knew a guy like you in, in Lakewood doing what, the things that you're doing, I'm talking about a guy who's struggling, <laughs> You think you think that guy can can sit by a Shabbos and sing mirrors for hours? He can't even sit. He has to go to three kedushim and stumble home drunk. His wife has to beg him to to read the kids' parsha sheet and sing one mirror. So he sings one. But how does a guy like that who is not in a good place? How does he face his life? But you you didn't shave off your beard and tears. No matter what you did wrong, even if you were struggling, you, you can still look at the Rebbeinu Shalom. You know he owes you. <laughs> you, you, you. You feel entitled and deserving. That's the side of a carbon. Is that it's not that you're hurting yourself. It's that you're freeing yourself. You're allowing yourself to dance in the gun without being weighed down by the heavy weights of shame and 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 and, and, and compromises that you made. And a woman who's who's shaving her head. This is not the most important thing in the world is, is a Heilige Jewish woman. They're, they're the one, all of our schus and our children, everything comes out because she's lichtig. And it's worth it to ha- go through this 
crazy act to make sure that every woman, no matter what she does, she'll feel lifted. If she was struggling, she feels her lifting. If she was great, she'll feel like a Malach Hashem. And a bracha like that, to have a mother who, who can face the Rabbeinu Shalom and Mon, the Rabbeinu Shalom for a Mishpacha, this is the secret of the Rebbe's. Okay. You're saying that, you're saying that it's a, like, I think Rishachadayva Bell says, when a woman shaves her head, it's a carbon Tashem. And you're pointing out, you're saying it's the type of carbon that it keeps giving, it's a carbon that keeps giving, and when this woman, wherever she is in the world, she could always say to the Rabbeinu Shalom, look what I do, look at the carbon I'm bringing to you. Rabbi thank you very much. Okay, thank you for having me, Rabdo. Bye-bye. Mazla Tava to all of you. The best of Mazel trying to answer these eight riddles. So here are the eight riddles, one for every night of Hanukkah. And the riddles are interesting. And if you try to answer them all, it'll give you a good segue into really chazering Hilchas Hanukkah and in a Gishmak Okay, so here's the first one. By Bracha Boiri Moiri Eish by Havdalah, the Shulchanarach Paskins and Arachayim Reish Sadik Ches of Katan Yodalad, that if many people were sitting together and they have a candle, what do you do? Instead of each one making their own Baramiri Eish, one makes the bracha, and everybody answers, and that's what a family does. Father says, bracha and everybody says, amen, and, you know, puts their fingers, you know, to see the reflection of the, why doesn't everybody make their own bracha? Because, b'rav am hadras melech. It's better to do it together, in unity, one leader for the group, b'rav am hadras melech, to klaw and halacha. We do it when you do, when we act in unison. It's a greater covered shemaim. It's a greater covered for the rabbi Shalom. and that's how the Magen Avram Paskins and Tafresh Behes of Katan Yud by Kriyas Megillah. One person makes for all. by Hanukkah, most families, all the boys light their own candles. Sometimes the girls light also. Why don't you say, let the father make the bracha? And everybody should light their own menorah. Why don't we do like Havdalah? By the lighting of Havdalah, one person lights and makes a bracha for everybody. Everybody doesn't make their own bracha. Here, why don't you say, Let the Father light. And everybody, let the Father make the bracha. And then everybody light. Even though everybody lights by themselves, it's true. But they could be yaitzu with the mitzvah of the Father and make it. That is our first riddle. Here's our second riddle for the second night. The Gemara in Shabbos says, in Chav Gimel Amid Aleph, if a person has a house that has two entrances, you have to light by both entrances. Why? Because of Chashad. What, what, what are you afraid of? You're afraid that somebody's going to say, wow, we passed by so-and-so's door, the door of the house, and guess what? They didn't light Hanukkah candles. So the Gemara says we light on both, and that's how the Shulchan Aruch Paskins and Tafrei Shayin Aleph of Katan Ches. Agav, the Ramon notes that that we light inside, we don't have to do this anymore. Okay, but Medina de Gemara, you would have to light on both entrances. The question is, the Shulchan Aruch and Simon Sadiks of Katan Ches also says that if somebody's passing by a shul, right, and it, the shul has two entrances, right, so the Allah is, if you're passing by a shul while they're davening, and you're nonchalantly, this is talking about a place where there's only one shul in town, so you didn't daven in someplace else, and you're walking past the shul, what are you basically saying? I'm not interested in davening with the tzibur, maybe even, I don't believe in what they're doing, right, so it's a, it's a sim, it's, it's, it's an avera to do so, it's a, it's a transgression, but if it has two doors, then it's permitted, why? You'll say, the person who's passing by, maybe he's going in the other door, He's passing by this door. His intent is to go in the back door, and therefore you don't have to, you're allowed to pass by. So the question is, why by Beis do we say, if there's two entrances, we give the guy 
the benefit of the doubt. We say he's passing by this entrance. He's probably going in the other entrance. Why by near Hanukkah? Why, why do we, the Gemara say you have to light by both entrances? Give him the benefit of the doubt. He didn't light at this entrance. He probably lit at the other entrance. That is riddle number two. Riddle number three. This is a Labdisha Shaila. Taisvis in Sukkah says that there's a, something called the Birchas Haraya. If somebody didn't light his own candles and he's passing by, and he, he, for some reason he's homeless, he's, 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 he's a traveler, he's living in a tent, whatever the case may be, he's not lighting, and he sees somebody else lit, lit Neris, he has to make the bracha of Shasanisim Lavaisenu. Right? He makes the bracha of, uh, it's called Birchas Haraya. So Taisa says, why by other mitzvahs, by lulav, sukkah, don't you have a Birchas Haraya? So Taisa says two reasons. Either because mitzvah's Hanukkah is chaviva. This is Taisa's sukkah, daf memvava meralef, the real masal haraya. He says, since Hanukkah is such a special mitzvah, a mitzvah, they gave it to us a Birchas Haraya that you don't have by other mitzvahs. He says, in the second territory, he says, because there are people, there are many people who don't have homes. I guess there were homeless people, not just in LA and New York like today, in those days there was also some type of a homeless crisis. He says, people don't have homes and they can't make the mitzvah, so therefore they made it for the homeless. Then Taisvah says, but the first reason is better, that Hanukkah is better. Why? Hanukkah is chaviva. Why? Because if you're going to say the second reason, they did it for homeless people, why didn't they make a birchas haroya for mezuzah? Somebody who's homeless doesn't have a mezuzah because he's homeless. They should make a birchas haroya when he sees a mezuzah. That's what Taisa says. Therefore, that's not the correct question because of homeless people. It's because of Chaviva. And by mezuzah, since it wasn't Chaviva, they were a Masak in Birchas Araya. Chayrit Shver, what's the Dimian? Chanukah, everybody, the person has a chiv, an obligation, to light Menaira. It's an obligation on you. Where did they say you have to light? You have to light only by your house. But the chiv is on the person. Not a chiv. A house doesn't need a menorah. A person needs a menorah. The location is a house. So therefore, if a person doesn't have a house, they said, and you still have a chiv menorah, a chiv hadlaka, oh, at least you got some part of it. You got the birch By mezuzah, it's not a chiv. You don't have a chiv to make a mezuzah. A house has to have a mezuzah. If you don't have a house... You don't have a chiyav at all. You don't have to, in other words, the chiyav is a house has to have a mezuzah. Here, you have to light menorah, the location, a tanai, in the mitzvah, it has to be by your house. So therefore, for a homeless person, we gave the gavra the ability to do it by on a location, when he doesn't have a location. By somebody who doesn't have a home, he's potter from chiyav mezuzah. There's no house for him to put a mezuzah on. Watch the comparison of Taisvis. So it's a more of a lambda shishayla. Here's riddle number four for the fourth night. The Rambam says, the famous Rambam in Paragdal of Hilchasukah, Mitzvah near Chanukah It's very beloved mitzvah. And because of that, an ani who has nothing to eat but from Tzedakah, he has to beg, has to beg alms, he has to knock on doors, beg money, or sell his clothing for Shemen Uneris to be madlik. That's how chashiv it is. You have to borrow. So here's a pella. Chanukah, we know, is a mitzvah. That's midzivrei seifrim. It's just not from the Torah, right? It's from the second bias. But by mit- we, we know it as a rule. By mitzvahs menatayra, even a mitzvah veris, tzitzis, tefillin for that day, etc., what it may be, a person doesn't doesn't have tzitzis. He doesn't have tefillin. He has to buy. Let's say he's broke. He only has a couple of dollars. Well, you certainly don't have to collect money to buy a pair of tzitzis, to buy a pair of tefillin, right? To buy a megillah. Even if you're not going to hear, if you if you can't hear for any of these mitzvahs, how is it possible that a, a rabbanon, a, a mitzvah mid rabbanon, a rabbinic mitzvah, they were mechayiv you to go 
bag at the door to be able to do it, or to sell your clothing to do it. Whereas a mitzvah that's a deraisa, they weren't mechayev, meichek susay, or to be shayel al How could a drabanan be more chamer than a deraisa? That is our, really an astounding question, is our, and it's, re, it's relevant. This is a question you could ask every single night. Meichek susay, fetzitzis, tefillin, mezuzah, any, mezuzah, any other mitzvah you want, any of the mitzvahs I say is in the Torah, mila. Right, you wouldn't have to be moichek susa. Well, it could be that's a lav. Well, no, Mila's also an assay, excuse me. Mila, you wouldn't have to. But for, but for, but for near Hanukkah, you do? Pella, Mamisha Pella. Here's a question for the fifth night. There's a Taz, a very well-known Taz, in Simon Tafre Shayantes. It's Kedaitalis and all these riddles just to hear this Taz. He writes that if a person was, well, it's a Taz in multiple places. He says, if a person was Makabal Shabbos, he made a mistake. A woman, she lives by herself. She was Makabal Shabbos before she lit Hadlakas Neris. What does she do? So it's already Shabbos. It's time to be, uh, to bench Hanuk or it's a fellow. A guy's traveling. He's lighting his own Neris. He'd written Neris Shabbos, which means he's Makabal Shabbos with Hadlakas Neris. He says, Oh my goodness, I forgot to light Hanukkah candles. He was in a rush. So he asks somebody else in the house, Could you please light for me Neris Hanukkah? The question is, there's a klal all over in halacha. A mitzvah that you cannot do, you cannot ask somebody else to do for you. Over here, you can't light Hanukkah candles anymore because by you it's Shabbos. If you can't light Hanukkah candles anymore because by you it's Shabbos, how could you possibly ask somebody else to light Hanukkah candles for you? The truth is, this kasha would be every Shabbos, if a person was Makabal Shabbos, and he forgot to light Hanukkah, he forgot to light Shabbos candles, right? Allah is he's allowed to ask somebody else. How is he allowed to ask somebody else to do it? By him, it's Iyuloi Matzi, it's Komand Iyuloi Matzi, Yavishlech Lamatzi Mashvi. We're asking it by Hanukkah. It's the Primagodim's Kasha by Hanukkah. It's Rebekiva Eger's Kasha by Shabbos. Two related questions. If you have an answer for this, you can use it not only for Hanukkah, you can use this riddle for Nehru Shabbos too. Here is our sixth riddle. We're going to go back to the Taz. Similar Taz. The Taz in Erechayim, we just said, says, if somebody's madlik near Shabbos and uh, he forgot to light near his Hanukkah, he asked somebody else to do it. The Taz is Saiser himself. It's a contradiction to what the Taz himself writes. The Taz in Hilchus Rosh Hashanah, right? Tough Reish of Cotton Bay says, what happens if Rosh Hashanah was on th- Friday? A Thursday, Friday. Right, because you can't have first day can't be loy adu rosh. First day of Rosh Hashanah can't be th- Friday. Second day of Rosh Hashanah is Friday, and guess what? The town did not have a shayfer. So what does he do? The guy goes ahead. He's makabel Shabbos. They start davening Shabbos, chud, and they they say mizbar shirliyeh ma Shabbos. Right, that's according to most paiskim when you makabel Shabbos. Right. And then somebody comes running into town. They do Makabal Shabbos a little bit early, like maybe they did an earlier Shabbos, maybe they did a Kalbach minion. And a guy comes running into town, he says, I got a Shaifa! I got a Shaifa! You weren't Makayan Shaifa and Rosh Hashanah. It's still the sixth day. It's before Shkia. You could blow Shaifa, except you're Makabal Shabbos. So the Taz says, a very famous Taz, what does he say? You could still blow Shaifa. Why? He says, because when you were Makabal Shabbos, you did it, not knowing that a Shaifer would come. If you knew a Shaifer would come, you never would have been Makabal Shabbos. So it's a Kabbalah Betoyas. It's a mistaken, it's Kabbalah Shabbos that was done in error. Right? Just like, for example, if the day is cloudy and you're Makabal Shabbos early, 
It's a yom hamuna. The luck is, it's not a Kabbalah. You thought it was right before Shkia, and you realize, no, it's really three o'clock in the afternoon. It was a big thunderstorm. You mixed up. Remember, in those days, they didn't have all those tables we have today. So if we say that there's a concept of Kabbalah, Shabbos, Batois, if I would have known, I wouldn't have done it. If I would have known it was the, the guy's bringing a shayf, I wouldn't have been a Kabbalah Shabbos. I would have wanted to be a Kabbalah Shabbos. So now I'll blow shayf. And now, why does Natas say the same thing by Shabbos? He says, by uh, Shabbos, you lit the Shabbos candles. You're a Kabbalah Shabbos. And then after, you say, oh, I forgot the Hanukkah candles. And it's still before the Zman, say it's a Kabbalah Shabbos, but Relay, say it's nothing. My Kabbalah Shabbos is nothing. And light the Hanukkah candles. And then go ahead and relight and, and re, 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 re my Kabbalah Shabbos after that. By Rosh Hashanah, we say it's a Kabbalah Shabbos, but By Hanukkah, we don't say a Kabbalah Shabbos, but That is our riddle for the sixth day. Here's a more Ishmaka easy riddle. The, uh, on the seventh day, the Ramah, and Archaim Kuf Pezayin Dal, he says it in two Pebays, and in Tafresh Pebays Aleph says that if a person forgot Alanisim in Birchas Hamazan, either by Hanukkah or by Purim. When you come to Harachman, right, you forgot Alanisim, you should say, Harachman, Huyasalanu Nisim, Maishasalavaisenu Biyamahemizah, he should do miracle, make miracles for us. Which, by the way, is an interesting tefillah. To my, to my knowledge, it's the only time in all of davening when we ask Hashem for a miracle. Do for us in our miracle. When we say Alanisim, we're commemorating the miracles of then. We're not asking for a miracle. Here he's saying, Harachman hu yaselanu nisim. Right? Chiddush of the Ramah. Question is, asking for nisim, we don't do that any other time. And it's not by accident. The Gemara in Brachas, Samach Amaralov says, if a person says, if a person's wife is pregnant, he says, oh, he saying it should be a boy. And she's already pregnant. Well, if it's a girl, it's just too late. So the Gemara says, it's a tefillah shav. Aye, it's a nest. Why don't you ask for a miracle? Maybe if it's a girl, it should turn into a boy. So the Gemara says, we don't pray for miracles. We, we don't want to. It's, maybe it's because there's different shatim. It could use up too much of merit and shamayim, too much of our It could use up. The Rabbani Shalom doesn't like to do nisim. Whatever the case is, we want things to happen. I'll be there. Seemingly, I'll be there. The Ramban says, every, all teva's an S, but it should go through the channel of teva. We don't ask for new channels. Let things change, right? So, the Ramah says, every Allah needs them. If you missed it, Allah needs somebody to say, Rabbi make miracles for us. Wait, we're never misspelled for miracles. The Ramah is going, as Shver from the Gemara and Brachas, that is our seventh riddle. And here is our last riddle for the last day, Zeus Hanukkah. The Gemara in Shabbos, Chav Gimel Amid Bey says, Boy Rava, if you had money for near Hanukkah, or for Kiddush, right? Do you spend the money on Kiddush? Because it's Tadir. Kiddush is every week. Tadir means something that happens continuously. Or do you spend money for Ner Hanukkah because of Pertume Nisa? Why? The rule is Tadir, something that's continuous, that's more common, ironically, is more chashiv, it's more established, and therefore money for Kiddush for wine should come first. Or do you say Ner Hanukkah because it has Pertume Nisa? And the Gemara is... The Gemara rules in the end that Ner Hanukkah comes first because Persume Nisa, publicizing the miracle, right, comes before the concept of continuity of, of Tadir Vashayna Tadir. Chayrit's Pella. Persume Nisa should be other from Tadir. The Klal is Tadir Vashayna Tadir. Something that's Tadir as opposed to something that's not continuous. Tadir or more current, more common. Tadir is always Kaidim and it's a Dintaira. The Gemara Darshan's it in, uh, in, uh, in Zvachim and Af Peites. See Taishas over there, the Ramasal Kala Tadir and Yumalamidawa, Taisa Maskal Rushaina. As Tadir is a Daraisa, Persume Nisa, there's no Makoyer that it's a Daraisa. It's a Svara. Persume Nisa, it's nice, you have How is it possible that the Gemara is Poshit that Persume Nisa should be Doicha, the Daraisa of Tadir? 
That is our eighth question. If you get them all eight right, and we get around 25,000 listeners a week, so we have to assume some people are, but don't break the bank here. So we, some of them are pretty hard, some of these riddles. We will send you an $80 gift certificate, one for every night of the week. I hope you enjoy these riddles. A lot of work goes into them. And... uh we should be zaycha lirais to be, we should be zaycha with the rest of Kal Yisrael to be zaycha lirais when they light the menaira in the base Hamigdash, the BS Gael. Shalom Aleichem, my name is Abba Zabba. I'd like to answer the two real questions. Answer to the first question of um, why by, um, by this week's parsha, Yaakov, you know, first Davin, then he does a shtadlus, and by Mikhail, so the answer is that there's actually another idea to be made that it says Hatileni na, um, and it says it says Hatileni na in Lashon Yachar, not Hatileinu. Save us, save save me. So Yaakov Vina was davening for himself. So there's a cloud we know from Rebbeshot Alanter, and we, it's, we see this cloud throughout um, throughout the Tanakh, and that that when it comes to um, when it comes to yourself, we always try to have bitachon and, and be a tzaddik. When it comes to other people, chajmanus, we don't be a tzaddik. We, we do we do shtalos right away. And that's what we see by uh, Yosef. Yosef was punished because he asked. He, he didn't have bitachon. He, he right away asked for some to help help for him. He didn't have bitachon for himself. When it comes to other people, we have we, we, we all we, we're, we're doing shtalos right away. We don't we don't have bitachon for other people's hajbanis. So over here, Yaakov Vino was davening Hatzilani. No, he was davening his 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 tefillah was going on himself. So if Yibav was going on himself, he was first having bitachon on himself because that's what he has to do. And then he was doing the hishtadl because he was going on himself. Mashem came regarding regarding. Um, Parshas Mika, over there, it was going on. First, it was going on the, the shlichos of his of his sons. It's kuhu malechem, like I said, lashon rabbim, and it's also going for his for his um, for for Menashe. I mean, sorry, for for Shimon, it's going for him to um, save him, but for someone else. So we about it's going for someone else. Then first you do shdalus, and then you do. Then you do tefillah, like you do bitachon. So the chelak is, is that when it's for your, when it's for yourself, you do your you first have tefillah, and it's for other people, you do um, first hishtavus. And the answer to the second question of nefashos, um, where we don't make for tzedikin, so this, this, there's two answers given to this. One given by the um, the uh, first of the Moshe Feinstein asked this, this, this um, question. Moshe Feinstein, Igris Moshe, Yerdaya, Chelek Gimel, Semen Kufnon Dalen, Yerdaya, Chelek Dalen, Semen Non Zayin. He says that the Kavana, Rishingam Leel, is not to after to make a Kavana's Mateva, rather, there's no Chiv to make a Kavana's Mateva. Not that you're not allowed to, it's that you don't need to. Because they, right? But it doesn't mean you're not allowed to. And we do it nowadays. That became the minok. It doesn't mean it's a rishos. For some, like a regular person, there's a chiyuv to make a mitzvah for covering a mace. But for a tzaddik, a tzaddik doesn't. There's no chiyuv to make it. 
but we could make it, and there's there's practical reasons to make it, so we know where the tzaddik is. But there's no chiyuf. When the Gemara said, when the Shalmi is saying, you don't, it doesn't say, doesn't mean you're not allowed, it means you don't need to, but we could do it, we could do it. And that's why Yaakovino did it, especially that, as much explained, he made it for, for, um, because people, it says people will be going when they'll be leaving to go to Galos, they're going to pass by it, and they'll be to Davin. But before that, people should know where to go. And also, Shalat and Shuvah, Shalat Soifar, Yerdea, Simen, Kofa, and Chet. He said over there that when it means, in Oisim, in the Fashis, the Tadikim, it means Davinik. It means to make it for, um, to make a Eloi Nishmas, for Eloi of Nishama, and he says that they don't need it because their their Vitara is is Mamshik in this world, and that's giving them the the Aliyah. So that is that. So therefore, that's what the Gemara means. It doesn't mean to make a physical Meteva. It means to make a a remembrance for them, which is not necessary since we, they have, their Torah is their remembrance. Hi, my name is Menachem Weiner from Eretz Israel, and the answer to the first would possibly be the two madrigas of a person. If you look in the Argadalyao, in the Parsha, Kel Shakai Rachmim, he says that Yaakov Avinu was saying that word of the shame of Timtum, because at that point, Kodesh Baruch Hu created the world in a certain way. You have to look over there, but basically he said that if this type of thing, just like a Kaddish Baruch Hu, stopped the world at the exact point where you could either see him or not see him, if this Zara comes and Binyamin is lost, I, Kav could, what Yaakov said, lose everything and uh, not be on the same level of understanding or keeping um, or following Hashem or Chaz V'Shalom. Losing sight of Hashem. I see that in Orkadalia over there. And second answer to the question is Moshe Vali brings down in the uh, partial where Rachel does die that Yaakov saw Baruch HaKodesh that they would, this would be a Makom where Klal Yisrael would be in exile. And Dafka um, didn't take Rachel's body because he asked, why didn't he take Rachel's body and bury it? Like, he, you know, you could just carry. If you have a, you know, people come from America to Eretz Israel to bury a body. So why couldn't he just wait to bury him in Maris Machpelah? Because Dafka Moshevali says over there in the Sefer that uh, he knew Baruch HaKodesh is the place where Kal Yisrael needed it, and therefore this was the marker where where Kal Yisrael, when they would be in exile, would go, and therefore um, that's why he built it over there. So I don't know if this was the place to leave the answers and questions, but it said questions. Um, so I did that. I hope this was clear. Again, look in um Yau and look in the Sefer uh, by Moshe Valley or Alam. Hello, this is Yisrael Kramer. I just wanted to add or answer the two riddles of the week. In terms of the stira between the way uh, y- Yaakov prepared for meeting Esav, that he first davened and then he sent, uh, prepared the presents, while by Yosef he first prepared the pre- presents and then he said there's nothing more I can do, then he davened. Perhaps the chilak is that by Esav he understood that 
what Esav was. Esav was someone that was very much Yeshli Rav. It was all about money. It was all about Gashmir. So when you're dealing with someone who's so into money, you might be tempted to think, oh, I dealt with him in the proper way, and therefore I prepared the present, and this is going to work. In order to stop that, you have to start off with Hashem, and therefore it's framed as it's all from Hashem. And now I'll have to do my Ishtablis so he won't be tempted to think that what he did was actually the thing that did the job. As posted by Yosef, someone that's an unknown person, he doesn't know anything about him, there's no reason for him to believe that a present per se is going to do the job. So he's not going to be swayed into thinking that, oh, I did a, made a present, oh, that's probably what it is. He knows he's just doing a Shabbos, so the seal could come after the Shabbos. In terms of the second question, that uh, the Rambam says clearly that tzaddikim, uh, you don't make a matzeva, they're meisim, and yet we see keva rochel as well as, the, well as all the keva tzaddikim. Perhaps the chilek is that if you're setting up a matzeva as a zikhon, as a memory of the tzaddik, of course, that doesn't do the job. The matzeva is not appropriate. Their meisim are what stand forever. But that's not what the matzeva is for. It's not for the tzaddik. It's not for... Uh, it's for us. It's for us to be able to come and be inspired and get closer to Hashem through our tefillah, through all those stuff. So the matzeva is for us, so it's for us to come. When it's for us, then you can put up a matzeva. But if it's just for the tzaddik, then we wouldn't. So there would be a situation where we know for sure there would never be anyone coming to the kever, and El Hanani, a person shouldn't put up a matzeva because the matzeva that stands forever. Thank you very much. Shalom my name is Abba I'd like to answer the two real questions. Answer to the first question of um, why by, um, by this week's parsha, Yaakov Vino first davens, and then he does his shadlos, and by Mikhail, it's the opposite. So the answer is that there's actually another idea to be made, that it says, Hatileini no. Um, and it says, it says, Hatzileinu, not in Lashon Yachin, not Hatzileinu. Save us, save, save me. So Yaakov Vina was davening for himself. So, there's a cloud we know from the Rebbesol Talanter, and we, it's, we see his cloud throughout, um, throughout the Tanakh, and that, that when it comes to, um, when it comes to yourself, we always try to have Yitachon and, and be a Tzadik. When it comes to other people, Hezbonus, we don't be attacked. We, we do we do establish right away. And that's what we see by uh, Yosef. Yosef was punished because he asked, he didn't have Bitochon, he, he right away asked for some to help, help for him. He didn't have Bitochon for himself. But when it comes to other people, we have, we, we, we all, we, we're, we're doing establish right away. We don't, we don't have Bitochon for other people's Hezbonus. So over here, Yaakov Vino was davening Hatzileini. No, he was davening his 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 tefillah was going on himself. So if he bought, was going on himself, he was first having betachan on himself, because that's what he has to do. And then he was doing the hishtad, because he was going on himself. Mashem came regarding regarding um, Parshas Mika over there. It was going on. First, it was going on the, the shluchos of his of his sons. It's kuhu um, aleichem, like I said, lashon rabbim, and it's also going for his 
for his um, for for Menashe. I mean, sorry for for Shimon going for him to um, save him, but for someone else to be about going for someone else, then first you do Ishtadlis, and then you do then you do Tzvila, you do Bitachon. So the chelak is is that when it's for your when it's for yourself, you do your you first have Tzvila, and it's for other people you do um, first Ishtadlis. And the answer to the second question of um, the first choice where we don't make for Tzadikim, so this, this, there's two answers given to this. One given by the, um, the uh, first of all, the Moshe Feinstein asked this, this, this um, question. Moshe Feinstein, Igris Moshe, Yerdaya, Chelek Emel, Semen Kufnon Dalen, Yerdaya, Chelek Dalen, Semen Non Zayim. He says that the Kavana, Rishingam Leel, is not to after to make Kamas Mateva, Rather, there's no chiyuv to make on a kavod mitzvah. Not that you're not allowed to, it's that you don't need to, because they, right? But it doesn't mean you're not allowed to. And we do it nowadays. That became the minok. It doesn't mean it's rishos for stamazoy for a regular person. There's a chiyuv to make on mitzvah for kavod mitzvah. But for a tzaddik, a tzaddik doesn't. There's no chiyuv to make it. But we could make it, and there's there's practical reasons to make it. So we know where the tzaddik is. But there's no chiyuv. Or the Gemara, when you show me saying you don't, doesn't say you don't, doesn't mean you're not allowed. It means you don't need to. But we could do, we could do it, do it. and that's why Yaakovino did it, especially that, as we much explained, he made it for for Chayvarachol um, because people it says people will be going when they'll be leaving to go to Galos. They're going to pass by it, and they'll to daven. So before that, people should know. Where to go? And also, Shalos and He said over there that when it means in in the Fashis of Tzadikim, it means davening. It means to make a for um, to make a ilo nishmas for ilo of neshama. And he says that they don't need it because their their vitara is is mamshich in this world, and that's giving them the the aliyah. So that is that. So therefore, that's what the Gemara means. It doesn't mean to make a physical mitzvah. It means to make a a remembrance for them, which is not necessary since we, they have, their Torah is their remembrance. Shalom aleichem. The could be the answer to the riddle is that Yaakov, that Esau's coming at Yaakov to kill him, four hundred men. Neva, the first thing you do is in the Matthew, Davin. Zika is right in front of you, clear and imminent. And that's when you Davin first. Masha Inkane, if it's there, there was no Shimon was just there, was in jail. That's not probably the easiest thing, but there was no didn't seem like he was for sure gonna die. So at all. The neighbor in that case about it you should do your Hishtabas first, get him try to get him out of jail with no Hishtabas and then you uh press the mom's depends on how much danger and, and how close and how imminent is the danger. Uh,